Welcome back to Lando and Lexi with Lando. And Lexi. Um, okay, Alandra, uh, we are back for mostly one purpose, but I do have something else I'd like to bring up a little bit later on. Um, uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 3, Episode 2. Fill me in. What did you think? Um, I thought it was really cool. Um, one, that they crash-landed the, the Discovery because, I don't know, you don't really get, like, a whole ton of nice crash lands like that. Um, <laughs> but they crash-landed in ice. Um, and it was interesting to find out that they, they thought they were safe and that they thought that they could go off and find, um, the stuff they needed without having any issues. But as, like, Saru and Tilly, um, was there anybody else? Well, it was Saru and Tilly who went off, and then Giorgio kind of followed after. Yeah, so when Saru and Tilly, like, left, they thought that everything was going to be fine, and then everybody else left on the ship um, were in trouble because they found out that the ice actually consumes everything that lands on it. Yeah, so the ice is parasitic. It, like, grows over everything when it's shady. Yeah, and so I thought it was very interesting that you had everybody on the Discovery dealing with an issue, and then you had Saru and Tilly off, and they were also dealing with a different issue as well. Um, And you kind of got to see how different main characters dealt with the problems that they were having in the episode. Um, I was quite sad when the one guy that they met died because he was so excited that they were from the federation and he's like i told you like they're still around like he was like a true believer that like the federation was like still a thing and that they were gonna help them and stuff and then he ended up dying good old cal it is so sad yeah i i was like so sad because i thought for sure that, like, when everything was done and over, he would be like, can I join you guys? Like, like I thought that he would, like, just, like, want to pick up and, like, join Starfleet and, like, join them on their mission. And then when Burnham showed up and saved the Discovery at the end of the episode, it was crazy because she's like, guys, I've been waiting for you for a year. But for them... They just, it was like a blink of an eye for them, right? Yeah, yeah, like they just got there and she's already been there a year. So I'm excited for for episode three where she's, she's going to kind of fill us in a little bit on what she's been up to and what her experience has been so far. Because, you know, we saw in episode one, she was with the, the Starfleet or the Federation guy right at that little outpost. And so what's been going on this whole time, right? So I'm excited to see how that plays out, you know, when they can actually all catch up. I also love how you can tell at each phase of when things are happening by Michael's hair. Because, you know, at one point she has the very Vulcan hair, right? And then she gets her 
straightened Starfleet uh, first officer hair. And then she has her prison, you know, straight out of prison hair. And it's like, you know, I I just think it's cool that they use her hair to distinguish, you know, what kind of era of this story she's in. Yeah, I just, I think it's really cool. Um, I thought they did a really good episode, uh, good job of especially that first sequence of the show um, of this this particular episode where they come out of the wormhole and it's showing everything that's going on and the camera's whipping around and you can see how Saru is behaving as the acting captain to get everybody together, to get everybody, you know, doing the things that they need to do. And I just thought that was absolutely fantastic. It was beautifully shot too. I love, I love whoever is in charge of the set design, the costume design, and the just overall look. I mean, the the um, uh, director of photography for Discovery is amazing. The directors do a fantastic job. I just really think it's just a really well done television show, and uh, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And the costumes are great too. I mean, and not just the costumes, but also. The, the prosthetics that they do, really, I think, underrated. I, I just think it's phenomenal. Did anything stand out to you? What do you, or maybe what do you think is going to happen in season three? So I think um, now that Burnham and the rest of the Discovery crew are back together, I think that she's going to fill them in on what she's been doing for the last year. Um, and kind of because because now because she's been there for a year she now kind of knows how how everything works and I I think that over the last year she's been trying to rebuild the Federation because you see in the first episode that she's so heartbroken that the Federation is no more right and then when she meets the guy um, who has been sitting and waiting for her to show up, when she meets him, she kind of s- saw that there was hope. Like, that That this is, like, that that's what she needed to do. Like, she needed to bring back the Federation. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um I think it's going to be interesting to see how exactly she does that because they have, you know, this spore drive technology. They also have time travel. They have, you know, all these different things. And um, what's it called? The whatever it is that their their ships run on that all the that exploded during the burn. The dilithium. The dilithium. Yeah, so that's yeah. going to be really interesting to see how that plays out and what we find out about how the burn happened. I remember I saw a fan theory um, about how the, the burn happened. It was like a delta particle or something um, that um, secretly uh, Starfleet has been instructed to like destroy and stuff. Um, because it's so volatile 
And so they think something happened with that. And then, yeah. And so, and so now it's really, it's going to be interesting to, to see this kind of unravel. Also, okay. Um, Detmer, um, was like, um, didn't at the end of season two, didn't she get control in her implant? Didn't control like infect her? That is what I thought. Um, and so like during the second episode, I like it cause she was very out of it in the episode, right? She was, she was very like, I don't know like how I got here, what's going on kind of, um, thing. Um, and so I, th I think that, um, she's fighting control for control of, like, her body because, um, because, yeah, because I think he did go into her implant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I'm watching the last two episodes of season two right now, and I'm actually rewatching the whole show because I got my roommate Angelo hooked on it. Um, but I think that's what happened. However, I I can't be certain. Um, I'll I'll have to watch and then I'll I'll report back on on what I remember. Uh, but yeah, like crazy. Um, I don't know. Tons of crazy stuff happening. It's going to be interesting because they're playing somewhere that they've never been before in the Star Trek universe. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to to see what happens. Do you have any more any more thoughts on that? Nope. Okay, cool. I like that we keep things short. We don't we don't drag things on longer than they need to be drug on for. Um. So here's something I wanted to bring up. Uh, the people of home has officially been canceled. What? Why? It's just, it's too much to keep alive. Uh, I, you know, with the shakeups that I've had in my life uh, right now that you know about, um, the audience doesn't really know too much, I don't think. I don't know how much I've said on here. I will tell the full story sometime. Um, but... Because of these shakeups, I will, I'll no longer be becoming a high school teacher. And so I have to work more and spend more time focused on that. Each episode of The People of Home takes me like 40 hours to make. You know, with Lando and Lexi, it's easy. I sit down, I edit, I put it together. It's really basic work, right? Whereas the people of home, there's a lot of writing, there's a lot of collaborating, there's a lot of, you know, getting this clip and that clip and tying this in and getting the audience involved and advertise, you know, there's so much more that goes into it, into every single episode, that I would be spending half the year wholly and completely focused on that. And I was planning to have a lighter school load, uh, but now I have to change my major and I also have to work so much more um and so it's just not an option it's just not something that i can um justify pulling off right now uh, which is really disappointing because i already filmed i already recorded a lot of it um but yeah it's canceled that's too bad 
I hope in the future you can bring it back. I hope so. I think it's a really cool project. I actually just released um, today as in tomorrow, which is, you know, when we released this episode, um, I put out, you know, kind of a little thing on on that podcast feed saying, hey, this is what's happening. This is why it's ending. Just kind of giving a bit of an explanation, a simple explanation as to why it's ending and then thanking everybody who's been a part of it because it is a huge project. And that's part of the struggle is that if I was being paid to do it, absolutely. Like I'm, I'm all on board, but it was a side project and, um, and it just kind of became too big for me to do for free. Um, and yeah. And so I had to, I had to change. I emailed everybody, um, who is on the team or who has helped or, you know, in any way and just said, Hey, I want to thank you for working on this with me. Um, but I, I had to cancel it. And I kind of explained a bit more to them, um, why. And yeah. And so that's, that's that. It is the strangest thing to, um, to be done with, uh, something that I really thought was going to be one more successful than it was. And two, I definitely underestimated how easy it would be. Um, or I mean how difficult it would be. I under, I thought it would be easier than it was. That's the right way to say that. Um, yeah, and and uh, I think I learned a lot from it. It provided me with a lot of opportunities, which was really cool. But at the end of the day, yeah, it just had to get wrapped up. That's sad to hear, but I'm sure you'll have better things coming now that you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I will. I think I'll be able to focus more on... Um, on more immediately pressing things, right? The people of home wasn't the end-all be-all. That wasn't my career plan, right? And now my career plan has changed, and that's why I can't do it at all right now um, because I have, to, I have to focus on working. I have to focus on finding clients. And uh, it, it is an interesting shift, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be totally all right. Um, I mean, this show will continue going because it's easier for me to produce. Same thing with My Wax Museum, The Old Goal of Truth, and everything else that we do at Mecco Radio. So I'm not, I'm not overly concerned, ultimately. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to bring up in this short, short episode? Today, I was working a sub job out in Cochrane and driving in from Calgary to Cochrane, you go down this massive hill and you just get a beautiful picture of the mountains. And I just wanna say how thankful I am to be able to see the mountains and see their beauty every day. Yeah, I do miss the mountains. Coming home soon. Um, actually, did you watch the video I sent of uh, Luke Muirhead's vlog? 
I did. I watched, I think I only watched a minute of it because I had to go out. Um, but I did watch some of it and I do quite enjoy it. I did quite enjoy it. He, he had some really pretty shots too. Yes. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was great. I'll put a link to that in the, in the show notes. Luke, one of my pseudo brothers has a YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it, it is really nice. And I look forward to being home and seeing the mountains every day again. Um, hmm, oh, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna wrap up with, with a funny story. Um, I, I thought this was great. Actually, um, two quick thing, two quick little funny stories. Uh, Sunday night, I did a girls night with myself, one of my roommates and three of our female friends. And we asked them, okay, what do you do at a girls night? And they said, well, face masks, chick flicks, ice cream, and, uh, and PowerPoints about our feelings. I said, well, fantastic. Okay, we can do that. So I got the treats. We watched a chick flick on Netflix. And um, we all made PowerPoints about our feelings. Uh, and it was really, it was just, it was just funny. It was just a quirky thing. We had a little PJ girls night. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was, that was pretty fun. We're having a guys night, um, on Thursday where we're going to watch sports and eat pizza bites and other foods and also flex our muscles. Um, that's not something we do in our apartment normally, but we felt like that was like a, you know, like a guy's night thing to do. So we're going to do that. But uh, the I just thought I'd share that because I thought it was funny. Uh, clearly it's not because you're not laughing. Thanks a lot, Lando. Well, okay, I just, I've never had a girl's night like that, one. Well, you're missing out. My girl's nights generally consist of watching action movies or watching YouTube videos and knitting. And then just before we go home, we end up sitting in the car for like two hours just talking. And that's how generally my girls' nights do go. Mm. Yeah, we did do a lot of talking uh, kind of after we finished the first chick flick we did. But yeah. Uh, and then, okay, here, here's here's the funny story I originally thought of sharing okay so i'll share this quick and then and then we'll hop off so i can edit this and schedule it um so the other day i'm sitting in class and now because of the life shift that i've made i um the classes that i'm doing right now don't count towards anything so i am not doing as much of the homework as i normally would because I'm not concerned about the grades. And I've let my professors know about this, and they all understand. Um, but yesterday, I'm sitting in class, and my professor says, okay, so we're going to go, we're going to start at the back of the alphabet, because, you know, uh, they always get shafted and have to wait till the end. So we're going to start at the back of the alphabet, and we're going to talk about our 
uh, our papers, that your research papers that you did. Of course, I didn't do this, but guess who's at the back of the alphabet? And so Dr. Madsen says, okay, Alex, we'll uh, start with you. And I'm like, well, uh, setting the bar really low here, I did not do my research paper. And uh, and I'm like, so, uh, yep, thank you. And then Dr. Madsen says, all right, um, well, that is setting the bar quite low. Sorry for putting you on the spot there, Alex. But now everybody can feel great about whatever they did their paper on. And uh, it was it was pretty funny. I don't mind, you know, I think I have my priorities straight and... And I'm very I- intentional about the things that I do and do not do. Um, I did not intend to do the research paper. I chose not to do it. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a, it was just a funny situation that I found myself in. And I might find myself in that situation again later this semester, depending how it goes and if my professors call on me again. Well, I mean, at least you're honest with them, and you don't really mind that you have to tell them, oh, yeah, by the way, I didn't do it. Sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I think if I'm going to commit to something, I should commit to something. Um, I have multiple reasons for staying in the class, one of those reasons being that if I drop all my classes i have to leave the country immediately uh which is not a great option um it's a very complicated situation i'm in but yeah i uh you know it worked out it worked out any other thoughts lando nope well with that i will take us away uh thank you for listening to lando and lexi with lando and lexi Mecco.